Chafee with Ask the Masters, and I am sitting here with Luke and Amy Denny with Alpentile. Um, we've worked with them a couple different major projects in my career. I think both of them won some reasonable little awards with them as well. Um, they are kind of infamous in the tile world. I would call them artisans that work with tile, not just tile setters. Um, they focus on larger scale projects that are extremely difficult um, and have a lot of detail to them with some really fun glass mostly. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to do some general interviews today and just talk about their start in our industry, um, what they've done to help change our industry and kind of where they're going to keep going in the future with what they do. So good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. So walk me through what, uh, first of all, you guys are a married couple, everybody should know that. So they must like each other a reasonable <laughs> amount because um, they spend every day in the bottom of a pool or at their home. Yes. So, um, when did you, how did you guys get, how did you guys fall into or get started in the world of tile installation, especially in, I think, did it, did it start in swimming pools or you ended up in swimming pools? Ended up in swimming pools. So I was working for a glass tile manufacturer doing product design. Luke was previously a dental technician. Um, and I see how those come together. Yes, right. So <laughs> this is the, the small things, yeah. right? Um, and actually the first tile jobs were setting vignettes and working with new products that hadn't been worked with before and trying to learn, you know, setting systems and, um, yeah, creating, you know, kind of an idea of how to put these new products together. So, um, so early we were in manufacturing, like with, I think mm -hmm. you were at Oceanside? Yeah, right? I was at Oceanside. Okay. And you worked with them kind of through, what were you doing with them? Because I mean, that gives you a good insight into what it takes to work with glass tile, what it is to make glass tile, right? Yes. Yeah, so I was doing product development and design for Oceanside. So, and that, you know, involved, you know, designing new colors, new sizes, shapes, um, but also the technical side of that. And there's a technical department there, but working with them to, you know, it's one thing to make a beautiful design on paper. It's right. another to turn that into a product that an installer then can be successful using. So mm -hmm. um, what was really helpful is when Luke started doing installations, uh, for the design department for merchandising and whatnot, <clears throat> we, you know, had really good communication. Sometimes I was able to help. Um, Were you guys married then, or is that how you met? We met in Seattle. In Seattle. Yes. Uh, we were not married yet. I don't think we were married yet. We got married when we were working at okay. Oceanside. Yeah. So cool. um, anyway, through that time frame, Luke got into installation. And so I was over at Oceanside, and then he was working at a company um, and then eventually started his own business doing tile installation, focusing on glass mosaics, uh, but interiors. Okay. So, um, you know, that's where it all began. And then we took a year off and traveled in Asia. And um, when we came, and that was just a thing we wanted to do uh, before we got married, I had done a lot of travel, and Luke hadn't traveled a lot, and we wanted to sort of create our own. I've been, <laughs> been to Canada. <laughs> yes. So uh, we went and did a year abroad, and when we came back, ended up moving to Arizona, and so the Arizona move was when I think pools sort of became an obvious progression. So for let's us. talk about that obvious progression. You went from working inside comfortable environments in shade inside of a house uh -huh. yeah, and then you moved to Phoenix, Arizona and <laughs> yes. thought, how can I make this more fun? Let's go stand out in 115 degree oh, weather in the bottom of a pool. And if we could get what? surrounded by a like a We're concrete bowl. That would be I was going to say, so yes. we brought you here to look like you guys were experts. In <laughs> right, apparently. We're kind of undermining We're the wrong. expert ideas here. Oh. I mean, I kind of feel like the pool was just the natural um, move. You know, it's like Interiors, you know, you can get more complex designs, um, but pools, I think, just take it up to the next level. And I think we the technical could, difficult side yeah, of taking and, that same product, but now making it work. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just kind of the natural progression for, for tile installers is I think eventually you get into these crazy pools like that you're building. Yeah. yeah if you're wanting to continue. Your, the difficulty level. So, you know, you do enough interiors and you're kind of looking for what else is there out there. And the float work, you know, how he got into swimming pools was helping Greg Andrews on a project. Okay. And yeah. so that was when, you know, his eyes were opened to 
really the scale that these projects can achieve and the complexity, um, you know, the float work being a huge part of that. Um, and there's artistry and sculptural, you know, it's a sculptural thing, rendering a pool to receive glass mosaics with the right. tile layout. So a lot of planning and brain work goes into that part of the project. You know, ultimately setting the glass tile is the easiest part once you've mastered the float work. Right. And so that's why it's a little bit more complex in our mind compared to interior work. Although, you know, now we're doing some interior work as well, and I feel like interior work is also very complex. So I don't <laughs> want to no say... There's no economy of scale there, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, if you're doing a shower, you, you know, you can only go so far before you get to a stopping point, whereas a pool... You'd be like, well, we could work on these stairs for half the day, and then we've got another 1,500 square feet to work on. Right. So you can really, you know, setting, you know, I think some of our fastest days we could do 100 square feet, maybe 80 square feet. Even in... In a pool? In a pool with a team of three, yeah, up to yeah. three or 400 square feet if we're just doing the flat bottom of a pool. Yeah. But that all, that, what's interesting in pools is you'll have a day like that where there's all this progress and then you move over and you work on stairs or in a cove and you might set one square foot of tile in a whole entire day because it's all hand cuts. And so getting that meticulous kind of experience and then a nice big mass economy experience uh, makes swimming pools very dynamic tile work. Um, so that is what is, that's what has kept us interested and continuing to push forward in swimming pools. Um, also, you know, the design of pools is consistently just moving further and further. And so it's exciting. Every project right. is truly different than right. the Right. It's not last. another shower that's three yes. walls. It's completely different. Mm -hmm. So let's, to back up a little bit, I think one of the things we get, one of the challenges we hear from people when they hear about working like with people like you, when we're talking of install prices of 60 to 100 to $120 a square foot sometimes, mm -hmm. we're like, that's not even possible. You guys are crazy. Um, I think the thing that's really needs to be understood if you get into that realm of type of tile is like you started to bring up that <clears throat> you can set field tile pretty quickly, but wait a minute, the prep side of stuff. I know we've worked on projects where we've worked six, 10, 12 weeks and we haven't set tile yet. Not right? even a yeah. piece, yeah. Because in order to get things prepped correctly so the glass tile comes out like a piece of art, mm -hmm. we can't just start laying on this terrible substrate. We can spend weeks getting it ready, months getting it yeah. ready to proper render it, size, shape, length, so we're not cutting as many tiles, so we stop, so the benches and everything come in line with everything, and the pool builder can't, he can try to get close to that, especially with shotcrete, we can get close, but it takes yeah. an immense amount of time and layout and thought process to make sure maybe a bench over here is going to line up with the stairs over there because we're about to start putting horizontal lines right. on you know we're five, eight, six centers through the whole pool, and all we got to do is miss something by a quarter of an inch, and when we get over there, like, hmm, mm -hmm. now we got to fix it. Yeah, it yes. could be a foot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when, you know, when you're doing those old tiles, just like you're saying, everything's got to wrap, and... Um, you know, I think when we when we're floating these projects, we're probably about two thirds floating, for sure, of time oh, yeah. to one third of the tile installation. Because mm -hmm. the tile, you know, if we do our job right in the field, the tile part is the easy part. You know, yeah. um, it's it's just reshaping that shell so that we can, you know, not have to bring out that saw. Yeah. Right. That's, hopefully, yeah, that's hopefully we did the math right. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, I, I'd say that when we're bidding in terms of a timeline across the board 60% of the timeline is prep and that's you know cleaning and waterproofing and then the float work which is a huge chunk um, and then just our final phase before setting tile and then we've got 40% at the end which is um, yeah the actual tile work Put and the jewelry in on top the of jewelry, all that extra yeah. work so but that is one of the communication uh expectations that we try to or expectations we try to set in our early communication is about that timeline because you know the client everyone's excited to see the glass tile oh, yeah, go in sure. like that is the big exciting <clears throat> moment yep. and you and know a lot of money is being spent and then it's just gray <laughs> shotcrete and then it becomes gray mud and then you know time goes on and on and everyone's like where's the tile oh yeah so we actually do you know when we can sense that that's that, that there's a you know 
sense of urgency to get something pretty up on the wall. We'll organize our workflow around that. And if we can put a section in of tile in one area that's going to be protected, um, you know, kind of what Luke was saying earlier about the, the economy of scale of having many different areas that we can work on, you know, we can get a spa area going and have that be a couple of weeks ahead of the pool and you know, try and push to get the glass tile up over here. So at least we can say, look, this is what you're feeling of progress, right? right? A feeling of progress. It's really, it is really important. And well, tell me, you work for me and I've been there, the one in the pool screaming, like, we need to get some tile. Yes, they had to see the tile. I had a client to keep showing up or sees yes. this camera over here and he's like, are those tile people? Or right. it looks like they're just kind of playing out there. Are those the shot um, creek guys? Yeah. 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 Like, how many more times are we going to put shit layers on this pool? Well, we, well and then we we're also... going around in the circle. Like, <clears throat> we've time lapsed a lot of our work. And when we go back, we realize why we don't have to join a health club because you see us and we're just like around and around thousands and thousands of times over the course of a project as we, you know, work the layers, you oh, know, yeah. our projects have, you know, seven to eight layers of, um, of waterproofing, of mud, of build outs, of whatever Bond it is. Coats, Bond coats, once you, yeah. Well, so, and then we even like to combat some of that where it just looks like it's gray on gray on gray on gray. We just started doing some overlap of, with our materials just to change color. Just you know, so using right. a white, we, like we'll use white thin set for example. It's a little trick. White thin set to bond our mortar bed just so that people can see when homeowners come or a builder comes right. at the end of the day and like, what did they get done today? Uh, they can see you know a layer of white at the edges between what we did right. and what was there the before. So it's a little. It's a funny little thing but it truly does help um, yeah. in terms of showing people you know that there we is did progress stuff. we did, yeah, we, did stuff. we were here all day um, the, sim it's the a lot of time. waterproofings too yes. we'll right do white Switch gray mm -hmm. then back to the, <coughs> yeah white then gray then back to the mortar bed and... yeah well the other thing i think people don't understand is we're taking you know what running waterline tile is fairly mm -hmm. you know um simple and easy and for the most part it doesn't take a lot of effort but when you start we are literally taking a product that probably doesn't design or isn't designed to be in this environment, right? Mm -hmm. We're taking a product that changes and, and with temperature more than the shell does. We're taking a product that's highly expensive sometimes. We can yes. pay lots of money per square foot. So little bits of failure can cost lots of money. Mm -hmm. um, it's a die lot type product too. So if it's two years from now when it fails, it's not simple to just, oh, we'll just roll in and fix a few tiles. You're mm -hmm. like, oh, you fixed that one and that <laughs> yep. one and that one. Right. Um, and so there, there's, there's so much requirement to get it right and then deal with this hostile environment we're working in and we've got water and cool and hot and sun and not sun and things moving around and then chemical problems. I mean, you got so many different variables where you're going to place this product, mm -hmm. this very expensive product and then expect it to perform. It's not, it's, it, that's what's so important about right. the prep work and the install process. It's not whether you can line up tiles correctly. Mm -hmm. It's whether you did everything else correctly then to be able to live in this hostile environment right. long-term. Right. And if you do it right, it can be extremely durable. If you do it wrong, it's going to fall apart in pieces left right. and right, and then the cost of repair is expensive or impossible. Right. Well, and there are even, I mean, and there are design limitations. So we work all over the United States. We have, you know, different design limitations somewhere where you have significant freeze thaw than somewhere like Arizona where you have significant heat. Um, so. <clears throat> we've learned a lot in the years of being in these different environments working with pool builders who have been in these different environments and where you put glass tile how has a as much to do with the design of the pool and the elements as it does with the long-term use you know is this a vacation home and it's going to be winterized for six months out of the year or is this you know a daily use scenario and people will always be here who's maintaining the project is it you know the pool builder who's going to take that on over the long term, or is it going to be handed off? And you know how, yeah, how will it be used? Those are things that go into our uh, design process when we're helping a client pick the best materials. And sometimes, yeah, you know, we'd love to put glass tile everywhere, but sometimes we really scale back to make sure that the areas where they, you know that are going to be exposed to water and transit, for example, they're right. going to need heavy cleaning because you'll have an evap line. Um, or, you know, evaporative uh, mineral buildup. Yeah, you know, it's easier to get minerals off of a more durable product or a non-iridescent product right. than it is uh, to get that off of glass over time. So 
not that it can't be maintained, it's just difficult to maintain. And how much do people <clears throat> want to spend in time and energy and money right. on the maintenance? And trying to find a good match between material selection, beauty, and this you know eye candy that we're looking to make, right. and performance, and how it ages. And you know those are all the things that go into making each one of these projects totally unique. Um, and trying to make the best possible overall swimming pool project where the tile is only one small component. It might be the visual thing that you walk up and see, but it truly is just uh, a small component of the overall project and, and all well, of think, the things that go yeah, into it. I think it makes sense as pool builders start doing those kind of projects too, is to get you guys in earlier mm -hmm. than later For sure. before they've sold this client on all these cool ideas. Yep. And then bring in a tile company, whether you're doing the install or not. They could even use you guys as consultants to come right. in and kind of help dictate where these things belong. Yeah. And be like, well, we, we love this concept and this idea, but I wouldn't maybe use this product around here. Why don't we mm -hmm. find something that accompanies what's going on, spend the money on the bling over here because durability over here, winterization, right. whatever, whatever other things you're dealing with. And I think many people just get, <clears throat> let's just wrap it all in glass and it'll right. look yeah. gorgeous. And that's all great and fine and dandy, but it's black glass. It's in Arizona. It's a spa. We're going to turn the water off to heat the spa. The sun's going to hit it. And this, you know, yeah. what is that going to do to the, can right. it even, and it might not be able to even perform no matter what you've right. done to make it work at some level, there's some places it won't perform very yes. well. And I think the other understanding is that the, with some of glass tile installs or any mosaic installs, the, sometimes the amount of maintenance is considerably more mm -hmm. if you want it to look that way, right? right yeah. a, an aging fountain in Rome looks great because it's supposed to look like it's aged. Some people look at this brand new, beautiful pool that we built them and they want it to look like that in two years. Right. Um, but they want to pay a guy, you know, 50 bucks a month to come out and throw some chemicals at it yes. and leave and nobody else is paying attention. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Right. Um, this is a... This is more than a swimming pool. The maintenance is a whole nother level, yeah, depending right. on what it is. Some, maybe not, depending on the situation, but majority of them require a little bit more maintenance on the aesthetic mm -hmm. and being much more careful with chemicals and, and water um, because you can really get into a problem with the grout. You got a lot of grout involved. Right. Um, you got iridescent tiles. Yep. Iridescent tiles are very difficult to collect. Waterline iridescent very hard to clean it off and not damage that iridescent finish. And you see, <coughs> because it's iridescent, you see the mineral buildup much faster, much faster. Right. and it's think, much more noticeable than just on a regular ceramic tile so even though you might be having the same exact normal you know wear and tear aging mineral buildup as in with another product because of the nature the very aesthetic beauty of the product that's there uh people notice it more and think that it's worse right. it's almost magnified, it's magnified on glass yes. versus mm -hmm. on porcelain or ceramic and and you know the thing we see is just a lack of brushing is probably the number one Issue yeah, if you, we if you we, keep up with it, if you keep yeah, up with just it, letting it get away from you, right. yeah, you can keep up with a little elbow grease. If you let it go yes. away, then it's like we might not be able to get this back, right? Yeah. This the way yeah, at least it was originally, game. right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and we, we used our own pool in Phoenix as kind of a model to our clients, you know, that we it was in there for at the time nine when years. we left, it was about nine years old. It pretty much looked as good as it did the day we installed it, and then we'd have a client maybe that, um, yeah, the pool maintenance company just didn't brush and it built up and we come out and show them this is how you got to get it off but you got to brush you got to brush mm -hmm. the other thing in, in the world of glass tile and swimming pools that i see is there is tons of inferior product that has infiltrated the market right mm -hmm. because glass became cool <clears throat> so i think you got to be very cautious on same thing application methods there's bigger mm -hmm. pieces of glass now coming on sheets yeah. um that Maybe in some environments that's going to work. In a swimming pool environment, that gets to be pretty scary. We get some major thermal right. changes. Um, we get poorly annealed glass that has major stress issues, and we have it start failing on us. Mm -hmm. We have completely transparent glass that if you don't do everything perfect setting that material, right? right. Back buttering, and there's, there's all these techniques, and I think you guys, I think people underestimate <clears throat> how much little details have to come into even picking the right starting materials right, right to begin with and whether they'll perform. Mm -hmm. um, well, and it's time too. So it comes into the bidding process. If someone, you know, shows us a non-iridescent, opaque, one by one glass mosaic, that's, you know, uh, that we know that we can install that at a certain pace mm -hmm. um, with a certain level of attention to detail. And then you add translucence, take it to a non-translucent, to a, a light translucent, each one of those things adds more time to our process, which then is more labor and it's more expensive. So, um, and I think what a lot of people think is, okay, there should be, a, there's a price for glass tile in a pool and that's the price, it's a square foot price. And we have a scale based on 
um, uh, many factors. Oh, yeah. Um, well, about you're the doing actual radios product. in the floor. You're doing. I mean, there's, yes, there's so many things you well can change. Too. You start doing really cool details on stairs and mm -hmm. steps, and yeah. I mean, yeah. it, there's, there's this is a piece of art, right? And that's mm -hmm. what I think. I, I started off with. You guys are not tile installers anymore. You're artisans, mm -hmm. and you happen to use glass tile as majority of your um, palette to work with. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you guys have proven too, and you've you've designed techniques of how to get it done quicker, but also the best way. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, we can. I, I've got plenty of guys who can tile install tile fast. Um, and generally know what they're supposed to be doing, but to make it come out correctly, um, we, we were lucky on a couple of projects where we had really good installers on our pay phase, but maybe the inside the house they were doing, somebody else did a spa in the, for the client and, you know, they're kind of screaming about how much we're going to charge them to do the glass tile until we start doing our work. And then they start their work at $20 a square foot. And then we go, so let me, let me, let me <laughs> right. show you kind <laughs> of what, what happens here when you have a tile guy that's not mm -hmm. fl fluent in what he's doing and doesn't even understand what he's, you know, the, the, the aesthetic he's creating, right? Mm -hmm. um, this is not installing pavers. This is not just, you know, six by six waterline tile. The, the detail level is is a hundred times more, at least. Right. It's not just, you have to be a little bit more skilled. Yeah. Um, and you've got to start, as we started way back right. in the beginning of this, you got materials, locations, <clears throat> whether it's iridescent, like all those things start to play a role. It's not like you said, just grabbing a one by one tile and it's always the same. Right. Even different one by one tiles are like you look at a light streams tile because mm -hmm. of how they provide it on plastic instead of paper, yeah. because of the texture, because it's translucent, you can see through it. Mm -hmm. All these factors change dramatically what it takes to set that tile. Yeah. Just what it, because when you got to pull the plastic now, it's way harder to get the grout out because it mm -hmm. took longer than with paper. Mm -hmm. I mean, all these little details that people have never messed with, right. they can't just order that material. And so, and think they'll get the results of something they've seen you guys on a front page of a magazine and be like, well, right. if they can do that, we'll right. just do it. It'll be the same, you know. Um, so <clears throat> I know that you guys are in the process and, and we'll probably even be helping on some of that. Let's, the, the idea of getting more training to the trades and to the yeah. people in the field with, with this process. I mean, you guys have proven that you've kind of taken the technique early on from, from early installs to finding a way to perfect many of the different ways to install it and processes, but mm -hmm. let's talk about some of the class ideas and some of the teaching processes you guys are starting to think to do to put together to get yourselves, one, out of the pool 24 seven, right? right? But then to get this knowledge that you've helped um, perfect over time into the hands of the trade so that we have more people doing a better job. Yeah, so we have talked about this for a long time and you know the need for there to be more uh, installers, independent contractors in uh, the pool industry, like this bridge between the tile industry and the pool industry, that isn't that doesn't that isn't very strong at this point. Um, and so, what we want to do is, yeah, try and make it so that every region has several trained tile installers, independent contractors who really understand how to do this kind of work, um, so that every pool, every region the pool builders in that region have a local resource basically right. so um the the fundamental thing is of course understanding the standard and understanding you know what uh what the industry says needs to be done at the very bare minimum um to be successful and you know it's easy to find the document the document has lists of you know requirements and some good drawings but to understand what those line items actually mean to have somebody actually walk through and say, okay, here's the bullet point X and we're going to do this right now and have more of a hands-on uh, walk through from the standard, but then also moving on from the standard, some of the additive things that we have learned over time and some of the, you know, real, you know, real working environment and mm -hmm. real case scenarios versus an ideal scenario. You mean um, that, that little list on the back of the bag is not going to yes. be what's going to happen to me in the field? Yes, yes. <clears throat> so, you know, and, and the, you know, starting with this kind of beginning to end, uh, definitely we want to do some float work classes and teach people how to, you know, make a the imperfections of a shotcrete shell, how to, you know, bring those in, create a full tile layout, um, plan ahead so that once you get to the tile setting, you know, it's a breeze. I say a breeze. I don't know that it's always a breeze. Well, you definitely learn how good you are at math when yep. you get to the tile setting phase. And um, well, well, most some, people, I think sometimes most people, it's you, high you, fives and sometimes. You said a simple comment yeah. I don't think most people understand full tile layout. Like, yes. What, what does that mean? So yes. they don't they don't seem to get when we're dealing with glass tiles. Yes. 
Yes. And we're going to box this thing in mm-hmm. and we're going to make all these steps and benches and it's all going to have to roll around right. and you're going to come down a wall and then across the bench and then back down another step that's going to run into the wall again. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Walk me through what you mean by full tile layout. Yes. Yeah, so we plan ahead in our float work, building out based on the dimensions of a tile sheet uh, or an individual tile layout less tile thickness so that when we're installing our mosaics uh, we it's a tile, full tile wrap so we need to have a, a tile wrap challenge yep. um, basically in every direction you're wrapping this present and every grout joint lines up and no, never do you have like a tile falling off joint right. um, as you turn a corner and that takes an immense amount of planning um, at stairs you know are extremely difficult to get perfect on the first try um and you know because you have so many planes intersecting with each other and then oftentimes you'll have a set of stairs on the diagonal with benches that are at a different elevation and then there's a knife edge and then there's an angle to the knife edge so there's an exterior layout that wraps up onto the horizontal you know right. pitch knife and then down and so on and so forth so planning that layout from the outside in or from the inside out depending on the design of the project um that's the um <laughs> that is the that's the artistry so we oh, yeah. always say the artistry is in the float work and that's where the creativity that's where we achieve the perfection attempt to achieve the perfection i should say we're not allowed to say perfect right. um so yeah, but you know, we, we like starting on our vertical walls, you know, and and figuring out those widths, and then once we figure that out, then we can start playing with the horizontal. We just kind of break it up because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's overwhelming when you look at it when you think about all these different planes have to wrap into one another. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think people understand what happens when we grid mm-hmm. something out like that. I mean, yeah. I we've early days building houses, we would we would not be we wouldn't worry ourselves when oh a walls you know a couple inches out of out of square with something and you think it's not a big deal in the framing stages until mm-hmm. you guys show up mm-hmm. and then you put all these horizontal and intersecting lines and like oh no now that wall looks really out of square <laughs> yeah. how do i fix that um and yeah. so you learn early on how important those things are you know, if you're in a construction field but in the swimming pool it, let's be let's be honest the swimming pool world is not very detail oriented and not very perfect in there what they need to do mm-hmm. um, we started with doing a lot of kidney shaped stuff so right. shape was sort of relative to what the plan said um, even if we get into more rectangles and squares, we're, you know, we've, most of our contracts will even say if we're within an inch or two, we hit it, you know. Right. Um, once we get into the half inch sized mosaic tile, we have to be perfect. Yeah. And we're not going to get there with a the shot creep, but yeah. now you guys are required. And then, then guys like me are going to say, but I don't want square steps or benches in my right. spa. I also want my benches to kind of have a contour to them, but I still need them to line up when they hit yeah. the wall. Right. <clears throat> and this one's going to be a little bit shorter than that one. So now we got to get them perfectly shorter or longer uh, yes. or deeper. And, and so that, that process alone to get all those grids to actually finish correctly is what makes the end mm-hmm. result perfect and when, or at least close to perfect. And we yeah. see poor attempts at that because they literally, you know, render stuff out per se, but then they just start laying up tile and then their corner of their pool is not true. And right. so they've got to slice through there. Like, it, it, it just ruins the entire effect. Mm-hmm. It would be better just to have plaster in that pool because yep. now you didn't highlight the fact that the corner's not perfectly plumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get it to that point is 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 really tough and make it hold up, right? Because we're right. layering cementitious materials that don't necessarily love each other. We got to get them all co-mingled and stuck. And so I think I think people never understood, and even me early on, the, the, the incredible amount of detail and knowledge of all your different products and waterproofing and different what the concrete level the structure is already at to mm-hmm. start with and how to keep all that mm-hmm. to end up with a highly durable structure that, that all the tile can sit on properly and i think you'd spend <clears throat> in the classwork we've done a little bit of training on tile per se but most of it was going through the setting process and materials process mm-hmm. and even the so i would say the people that show up to our classes are at a higher level of education than the general public in the pool world because they're coming to classes already. This might be their first class, but most of them are on their 17th class and they've taken this or that. Right. And a good majority of the people that came to even our last tile-related class really didn't even understand the requirements and how to mix highly polymer-type cements and why the mixing process and the weight process and the remixing process, mm-hmm. have, they, they didn't even understand the, the reason for that or even read the back of the bag that explains to do it that way. Right. But it doesn't explain why either. And so that's that's why, to me, what I've learned in construction is telling people to do something 
doesn't work. You need to tell them why they're doing it so right. that they see the benefit of doing it. You know, in the shotcrete world, we fight with shotcreters all the time of why we want them to do it one way or another. And they know it's, well, I don't want to do it that way. It's way harder. I've done it this way 20 years. Yeah. But the way to get them to do it right is to explain to them why doing it that way is causing long-term problems for us in yeah, the future. Right. And you guys are gone. And now I'm the pool guy. And I got to go back to the homeowner explain why we have a problem. But if you can get them to understand the why behind it, <clears throat> they start putting that extra effort in because they realize it's a performance-based reason or something else. Right. And so that's the critical thing I think classes will get across mm -hmm. to tiled setters at all levels to right. understand that, you know, we can't add this on top of this. You can't partially use elastomeric membranes in a swimming pool. It has to be either full or part. You know, there's all these little details. They're like, well, they said put this under that. Right. Well, in this condition, that works. Mm -hmm. But yeah. in this scenario, it won't. Exactly. <clears throat> so I would, I would also like to see guys like you start to be – um, consult consultants just in that detail, not even coming out to do tile work, but to take a cross-section pool plan and be able to tell, like, here's the layering, here's what type of waterproofing, where to use it, where to start, stop, where the tile can work, if you're doing that setup. <clears throat> now, does that mean they perform right? I don't know. But right. at least they know, you know, we go to pool failures, we've seen you know, paperback tile installed, paper down, right? Yes. I mean, that, that's that's the worst of all things. Right. Paperback tile. Paperback tile. <laughs> right. um, but that's the worst potential of that, and that's that's uh, pretty rare, but but all kinds yeah. of little scenarios like there that happen are, yeah. where, oh, I've heard that this is the best product to use now for this. Yeah. Well, it was in that situation, so you can't just apply it to all pools, and that's, we even struggle today. Like, we, we, we will call out to our manufacturers as we, almost every pool at this point, mm -hmm. and, and show them a multi-layer drawing that says, here's our plan, Mm -hmm. Is this correct? Can I use this product here? Then that product there? Then this product yes. here? And they'll be like, No, no, no. If you're not gonna, if you're gonna stop this, then we need to switch to this product. Versus if you're gonna do continuous throughout, we can do that. You know, so, it, and it's it moves. That target moves every afternoon. I it mean, does. if I was to look, tell you exactly what was perfect to use with Miracote tomorrow on a on a tile and waterproofing system on a spa, yeah. in three weeks that might be a different system because we found a flaw or a better product or that same system works great because it's in phoenix with a perimeter overflow but now we're in a freeze climate different scenario right <clears throat> it's just not simple it's not like we can give them a quick little matrix that says click these dots and here's what you use right yeah, it's and it's not a one system fits all either you know um we've done projects on the east coast and the west coast and we we have to adjust what materials we use because we just didn't have access to stuff on the west coast that was sure. on the mm -hmm. east coast um, and then, yeah, free, like working in freeze thaw environments are a big deal that, that changes our system and how our, um, pools look out there versus say someplace like Arizona where we don't have to worry so much about freezing and, um, or the California coast where it's 80 to 60 to 80 degrees and that's your swing, mm -hmm. right? Versus right, yeah. zero to 110. Mm -hmm. And then that also <coughs> takes it another step further with, um, controlling your work environment, tents, yes. Uh, yes. Is it just going to be a nice shade screen with some poles and you're good to go? Or do we got to build a box and get some air conditioning units in here? Oh, yeah. Or heaters. You know. and yep. What kind of heaters? Or heaters. Um, yeah, you know, and that's, I think, another thing that we'll cover in the classes is talking about all of that environmental. You know, there's there are the instructions and the methods, but there's a whole group of a, a, a lot of information around how to make those methods work without having you know yeah sun exposure or wind exposure right. is almost worse than sun exposure no one talks about wind right. not only from the aspect of your tent blowing away or into <laughs> a fifty thousand dollar multi-slide window um, but also in terms of skinning over these polymer modified thin sets so humidity and oh, cure yeah. times um there are all of these temperatures i mean yes. yeah just forever yep. right yeah if you're working somewhere where it's really cold <clears throat> how how do you keep your water at a consistent temperature every time you're mixing thin set instead of and the fact you, that it's important to do that mm -hmm. right? not, yeah I, I, I don't think i think many people you know if you read hot hose water. the requirements of something like even concrete for that instance if you go through the aci and all the like there's times in arizona for months we technically can't do concrete work mm -hmm. yeah. well we have to make appropriate accommodations to deal with the product in those environments and i think that's the the tricks of the trade in the industry, right. you know, putting heaters in our buckets of water, putting mm -hmm. ice in our mixed water, checking yeah. those things, documenting right. that you're checking those yes. things. Um, you know, if you got a black garden hose that lays out in Phoenix and it's laying outside your tent right. and you turn that hose on to mix your water, it's going to be 150 degree water. Vince, <laughs> yeah. not going to last very long. Ten minutes to work between 60 and 90 degrees. <laughs> right. and this is probably not going to yes. be helpful to our situation. Yes. Um, and it's and adding more water and relative doesn't humidity solve the zero, yeah. you know. So yeah, those, you know, there's just a lot of little bits of helpful information that can create so much more success for people. And for us, it's second nature at this point. Um, 
and it's really easy for it to become second nature. And a lot of these things aren't expensive. It's just things you need to be aware of. And it's just methods that you put into your regular, you know, setup and breakdown. Um, and it helps your guys to be successful. Or if you're the practitioner of the work, then, you know, you're going to be enjoying your work a lot more. So, uh, and it shows in the work and it shows in yeah. the work when you're, you know? when you're, when it's 110 out and you're able to create a comfortable work environment, the work's going to look better. The work is You're going to get longer hours in. Right. And, um, yeah, mm -hmm. and then when it's all said and done, it, I think it, it truly shows, mm -hmm. you know. Well, I think that providing time, I mean, I've pushed you guys on projects that didn't give you enough time. And, and when you start taking, adding those little variables, it's hot. You're getting pressed on time. You're tired. Materials aren't correctly operating for you. Mm -hmm. You can quickly turn into, like, we just got to get out of here and get done. And right. you change the whole the end result is dynamically different than yes. <clears throat> I'm in a comfortable environment. The client expectations understand we're going to be here for a long time. Mm -hmm. right. They got us in early enough, you know, that we didn't bring you in so late because, well, the house is already done. Why did you bring me in now? I could have been here four months ago. And, right. you know, they don't realize those things. If they get all those correct, mm -hmm. the end result and the performance of the end result is so much better mm -hmm. long term. Um, and I, and it, there's just so many variables that I yeah. don't think get thought about on the pool building side, the home building side, the installer side, and even the supplier side, right? Yeah. There's um, <clears throat> there's so many product mixes and details and different manufacturers that have four different products to set last tile with. Well, help me understand when I should use that one versus this one. And they're not, I don't think they're very good at that either. I think it takes practitioners that have figured out like, this works great flat surfaces. When I try to use it on walls, I can't, it, it never works for me unless I do something special to it or I switch to a different product mm -hmm. because now it will sag less on the wall and I can function better. Though there's, that's not on the bag, right? right. And, it, it, and then you, you get halfway through it. Like I can't get this to work. You're frustrated. Right. Like you've went through that. Yes. Um, and that's, I think people misunderstand the importance of classes, you know, experience in the field is huge. But when you get to sit in a classroom with 20 other tile installers or 30 other tile installers and a couple of really high level experts and maybe some manufacturers, yeah. you've now brought 10,000 projects into one room and mm -hmm. talked about all the nuances of them. <clears throat> so everybody gets to learn that versus out there learning on your own dime and having all the failures and problems and mistakes. Right. It'll take you 100 years to accumulate, accumulate that much knowledge in one room. And so... Well, or it could even just scare you away from you might be going oh, yeah. down a path and then have a bad experience and a learning lesson that could push you away from ever trying to do it again which is understandable and really unfortunate so if we can put classes together that help people you know you've done a few projects now you're going to come in and you know step up your game exponentially yep. create connections with other people who have done the same type of work and can help you learn from their Mistakes. learning lessons. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, we're still I just feel like it makes well. the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. We learn on every project. We like you, we review every product that we're planning on using on every project because the ball is always moving. There are always failures or situations happening or new product developments happening or tests happening. Um, you know, and within three months, you could see a product that was recommended now not recommended or the recommended recommendation has changed. And we're just in the one component of tile. Right. You know, so even at our, you know, micro level, we see that happening and it impacts us directly consistently. Um, so, you know, this getting this information you know, to the other tile installers, up the chain to the pool builders, and so that everybody is reading from the same book. And I think it's going to create a lot more success in these projects. And I believe that once you get into glass mosaic swimming pools and these types of finishes, materials, design work, the investment that's being made by the client um, is deserves. so huge that it deserves the time and the energy um, and the knowledge and this collective approach. Um, and that's something that we can all work together to then communicate to the clients so that their expectation is set at the front end. Right. And they understand that all of this effort is for their benefit ultimately. Right. Um, you know, that's the kind of environment that we want to work in. And the jobs where it has been like that are the fun jobs. Right. You know, those You're are the ones where everybody's, every and, yeah. yeah, and everybody <clears throat> sees value. It's additive, the care that we're putting into uh, each step. When we see something, we're like, hey, you know, here's a, I don't know, a, a pipe that has a large void or a crack that looks more than just a simple shrinkage crack uh, in a shell. And we stop and bring people in and say, hey, you know, what's, let's talk about yeah, this and figure out. What's the prescriptive repair? What should we do here yes, versus, well, oh, we'll just tap yes, over. Yeah. You know, that, that won't come through. No, yeah. 
and Glass all that stuff. really strong. It yeah. It's already right. cracked. It can't crack more. <laughs> right, right, right. 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 Um, so, you know, those things slow down a project timeline. And so there is, you know, there's this negative impact there on time um, and timeline and schedule. And we understand that. But then there's this other positive impact, which is that we're all in it together to create this best possible scenario that no one's going back a year, six right. months, whenever <clears throat> later and trying to figure out, oh, what's underneath these layers yeah. um, and, and why didn't find it work it, and, and why didn't it work. And it, you know, <clears throat> and it becomes a mystery down the road. And so, um, yeah, you know, I think that's really the ultimate goal of the education classes and the hands-on and having different kinds of people in these classes. I'd love to see pool builders, uh, super, site superintendents, uh, tile installers, obviously, um, project managers, you know, different manufacturers, people, manufacturers reps, reps oh, yeah. for sure. I, yeah, I think they all, that, that's what, what I get more out of taking a class when I take it. I mean, I've, I've taken majority of the classes that get offered in the pool world or whatever. I'll take tile classes. I'll take, I took one at estimating class just the other day. I get about 40% out of the instructor in the content. But the rest of us, if we'll open up and talk and chat and spend the days together, yeah. we've, we've made connections with other people that have, are doing something we were planning to do that they already know what the problems are, or they bring other in things into the, into, the, into the classroom that we all get to learn from that had nothing to do with why the class was being taught. And, mm -hmm. and it increases my, my reach now and my ability because of the connections I've made. It makes me able to do projects that are completely outside of our perfect expertise that we've even done before because I also know I can call you guys on a tile job mm -hmm. I can call you know somebody else um, on ozone and somebody like because I have all the experts I'm not the expert I just can assemble the bright team yeah. <clears throat> and they can help me get the expectations to the client correctly yeah. <clears throat> and the end result is a much more seamless project for everybody right. and we don't have risk the risk level gets brought down dramatically when we do these really high-end projects the risk is extremely high already yep. Yep. Um, we don't want to guess the, the, the finishes or, or or take the scapegoat. Most of the bad tile projects I've seen are highly expensive, really high-end jobs that were corners were cut because they wanted to save some money on, on the install maybe or the material. Right. Yeah. And then they end up with the work like, well, you cut all those corners, but it's going to cost you three times that much to fix it now to do it right, right or it's just going to crumble and look terrible. So that's right. your option. And I don't think with, without having good expertise to back you up, if I'm selling that to the client, they're going to sort of understand it. If I bring in, oh, let me bring in my tile installers who have done this across the country and know what we're doing. Let me have them also talk to you about why we're going to pay this much more and why we're going to use this type of setting materials and why we're going to mm -hmm. stick to this glass versus something you found with mesh on it or something that we know right. won't perform. Right. Let me walk you through that process and not take that, not increase that risk. And right. most people increase their risk dramatically and make less money in the process mm -hmm. and right. don't realize they've done that to themselves to try to make their customer happy. Well, the customer is going to forget that. When right. it starts failing, right. they're going to say, "Well, I counted on you as my expert, so right. you you're like, well, yeah, no, but I wanted to, to use I wanted to yeah. use these guys. You didn't want to pay for them. <laughs> Doesn't mean you you agreed to it, so you must have thought it was okay. So, <clears throat> I think that'll be a huge a, a missing piece to what what's in the education market already. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm glad you guys are coming on board with what's been going on between Watershape University, Ask the Masters, the Genesis over the years. Yeah. Like, keep bringing that to the table and give another outlet." And another option for the next level of the pool side, which isn't just the construction and the design on paper. It's let's take the, the artistry finishes and right. get them to perform in the field. Yeah. Yeah. And our idea is to start with the basics and, you know, the, the most important things to have a successful long term installation and then to move on into, you know, as people are interested and as, you know, the 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 everything gets figured out uh, to move into some of the more creative and fun things, the jigs, the um, some of our, you know, unique techniques that result in the kinds of projects that in tile work that we do. Um, you know, it's, uh, I think it's going to be fun. I think people are going to have a really good time in the classes. And I think we're going to be definitely strengthening the community. And yeah, the fundamental idea being that all of us are reading from the same book at every level in the project and that we're also able to find like-minded um, contractors interested in performing at their highest level. Um, and I think those are the kind of people that are going to be interested in coming to the class and yeah, sending sure. their employees to the class. Um, yeah, if every component of building a pool is kind of all operating at the same level, it just makes it easier for everyone. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, and I, I, you know, back to what you guys were talking about earlier with uh, who would, you know, be an ideal person to come to these. Um, also, the other um, trades involved in building a pool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, the man. excavators, the shotcrete guys, the steel guys. Plumbers. The, because it would, be, pipes. it would <laughs> yes. be great for us 
so that they could see how the decisions they're making on this day impact us yes. three months down the road. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's not like, you know, it's not easy to get other people back out to look at some issues and stuff. They got other projects going on. So, um, you know, we usually kind of end up having to fix a lot of this stuff on the fly. But if they were, we were all involved together in an ed educational way, um, you know, I think we would just, you know, it'd be easier to just get the job done right. You know, knowing how what I'm doing today is how this impacts that guy tomorrow. Well, I think that's, that's the education piece that <clears throat> has the biggest impact. <clears throat> Making sure, you know, like I, we talked to Shocker guys, well, I've been doing that forever and I never had a problem. Yeah, you have a lot of problems, but it never gets back to you. Yeah, right. You're gone, you're on pool 75, and now you guys are here and I'm there and we're trying to figure out how to fix the problems. It's mm -hmm. not, sometimes it's not worth dragging them back to the right. table to get, we don't even need them to fix it. Now we're dealing with it, but if they knew the impact. Right. Mm -hmm. They would care to bring it back to my, do it this way is not the right solution. Right. Here's why I need you to do it this way, and here's what happens down the road. Right. Um, and again, you, mosaic pile pools, just all the, you just brought up pipes for one thing. Obviously, straight pipes is helpful, but more importantly than straight is level. Right? Yes. <laughs> because again, we're going to put all these perfectly straight yeah. lines right. around this pool and like, oh, Spodget, oh, Spodget, oh, Spodget. <laughs> In an You're average pool, you don't really see it. Yeah. Um, but when you start dealing with a pool with grid lines right. on it, like, oh, all that stuff is now showing up. Yeah. Nothing yeah. is where it's supposed to be. Yes. Uh, and, that, and then well, the, steel and how amazing impacts, it looks. the steel guy impacts, impacts him. Yeah. Right? So oh, yeah. if the steel's not straight, the plumber, he can't keep this yep. pipe straight. Right. So. Well, yes. and, you, and, you, and as a pool builder, you don't you don't get caught up on that. Right. Like normally you look at, you get in the you're swimming pool. You, even if you're picture. walking the pool, looking at the pool and doing your inspections, you might even, one, it's hard because the, the steel's not level, so mm -hmm. it seems to throw off what's actually level anyway. But as long as things appear level, mm -hmm. we're happy to move forward. It's under pressure. Everybody's good. We don't usually come back and say, well, we probably need to put a laser and put a test. We need to, this one has to go up an inch. It's mm -hmm. a bit, that's a big difference because it's only 12 inches from the other one. Yeah. Right. right. We're going to see that this one's not in line. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, most people don't get that that is that critical, and that's back to the education piece from early, the mm -hmm. guys building, designing the pool, laying out the pool to the end result. They need to know what they should be looking for right. before they get to the tile guy showing up and saying, oh, I didn't know that was a big deal. Yeah. Oh, well, right. yeah. well, so it is a big deal. We can fix it by breaking through this pool and moving the pipe around and putting right. it back together, which is maybe not a good idea because we're taking part of the integrity away from the structure, mm -hmm. yeah. but we need it to line up. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah, and just understanding how amazing it can be, like that it's possible to achieve that level of perfection where all the pipes are lined up right. and how that will, you know, you kick that can all the way down to us and if it's all straight you know if everything yep. is level it is spectacular how beautiful those little details end up being and you know if you haven't really thought about it before and it hasn't been a big deal but first time that you see that everything lines up it's like oh my gosh we can totally do this oh, yeah. um and that's how we're going to do it from now on and it's a it's a cool thing to be able to show the client how much thought went into the design and the execution of the the, the project um, and people get excited about that stuff. Mm -hmm. We do. Yep. I am right now. Yep. See? <laughs> We're not even in a pool. I'm not even yeah. in a pool. But um, we do have OCD. So that, I do yeah. have OCD. So. <laughs> you got to have a little bit of crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Ugh. Especially in the heat of the day or just sitting oh, trying to make a, you know, a, a radial layout inside of a floor. So. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm looking forward to working together with you guys on yeah. that or be sitting in your classes or whatever it takes on that part. I'm Great. sure that you are... Um, we can put together something good for our audiences in the in the future. The class will class will be highly attended, I would think, um, and easily to justify expenses to come yeah. get here and do it because the end yeah. result. I mean, we start talking about all tile pools. We're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars mm -hmm. of install time and material and labor, um, and getting it right yeah. makes yeah. is a very important thing. Well, and I well, think that even the person that isn't planning on doing, um, you know, all tile like these crazy pools. You might have one or two of those projects, and then you have a 50 to 100 that have a more traditional water line with a spillway from a spa. But coming to this class will you know, make those projects exponentially so much sure. better and easier and more successful as well. So it's like we're going to get to talk about the really cool, um, these big projects and ways to accomplish these big projects. All that information applies to every project basically sure. but um yeah you know i see that somebody coming to this even if they're not intending to totally go in this extreme high-end direction it's extremely valuable information and it'll make their lives easier um 
on more standard projects as well. Yeah, I mean, long term, the durability and the performance mm -hmm. of, of any tile project, whether it's porcelain or yep. large format, small format, or mosaics, it's, it comes down to the methods of setting and why you're doing it and, mm -hmm. and setting with the right products in the right environments. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and that's it's a very difficult field. I mean, you, a two-day class in the beginning would, would cover nothing but those kind of things, and we wouldn't even get into techniques, or it's like mm -hmm. just getting through the nuances of what different systems and products are available and what different environments are packed. So um, you could have days and days and days of, of basic stuff to get to a point of talking about, oh, and this is now what we're going to do. Right yeah. now, we're going to start talking about the yeah. tile part of stuff, yeah. and now we're there. Um, kind of like sixty percent like, yeah. is so, mud work, and the students are going to be just like the client. Be like, so where's the glass tile part? Yeah, yeah. yeah. where is the tile? Where is the part tile? two? Yeah. Part two. So um, I will publicly apologize for my uh, pushing of all of on the projects we've worked together with okay. today, and and publicly apologize for the future projects we're going to do when I'm there pushing. But right. um, but better understanding uh, the nuances over time, um, and and keeping your customers. I think as a company, we've learned too, even because of some of our projects with you guys making sure the expectations of the clients are better set. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, that's critical to good good performance. And I think the proper education of the systems involved and the timing involved allows the pool builder, at, whether it's an all-tile spa or just a waterline tile or all-tile pool, to better educate his clients and make them understand because, that, like we said, the, the, successful of the, the success of the project is dictated by initially you know, understanding the client's initial expectations. Yeah. If we get those right, then it won't matter how long it took to get it done especially if we told them it was going to take three months and it took two and a half, like we're, we're heroes. Right. Yeah. Um, if they're thinking it's going to take two weeks and it takes four months, there's, there's, there's never going to be a happy person yes, at the yeah. end and, and they won't get to enjoy the beauty of what we put in the pool because by the time it got there, they're pissed. Yeah. Right? They're like, it's, just well, it's a... about time you started putting tile in and now right. I don't even care. Like, can we just put water in my pool? <laughs> right. um, versus, versus they're like, they're ready. They're built yeah. up to getting what they wanted and then it starts to come to life. Right. So, um, well, I look forward to us doing a few more podcasts probably in the future. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll definitely be doing some work together with classes with you guys um hoped and I, what, what do you got what's your next adventure where are you guys what's your next project you're going to be working on or the next thing that you guys are doing personally in life what's your well so we are uh, yeah our next project will be back in park city so we're um doing a lot of interior work up there we're working on a big project um deer spa yes so we'll be finishing that up and uh so we'll be slumming it in deer valley for a few weeks yeah. i guess <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, during the then, summer in Arizona, you'll be in Utah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. sounds like a bad day. Yes, so <coughs> that's our that's like what's on our you know on the docket. But um, yeah, other than that, we're up in um, we're based out of Coeur d'Alene, Idaho now, and uh, we just have a little cabin there that's a uh, you know our little paradise away from the hot pit of a pool when yeah. we're not in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hide in the shade of the trees basically. Yeah. So yeah, that's our. That's our getaway slash home base. So we'll be, you know. Well, awesome. Out yeah. out. Well, thanks for coming in today. Yeah. Thank you. Another Ask Masters podcast. Yeah. See you all later. <laughs>